From a business size standpoint, the job losses were concentrated at small firms with companies employing fewer than 50 people, seeing a drop of 144,000 people. Can you imagine that? Small businesses just getting hammered and creamed by, uh, by this. Businesses with more than 500 employees lost 98,000. Medium-sized firm, just 59,000 were lost. As American borders suffer illegal crossings, the Biden administration has finally approved deployment of 3,000 troops to help defend the border, not here, of Ukraine. President Joe Biden has approved additional U.S. military deployments to Eastern Europe amid a standoff with Russia over Ukraine, and the Pentagon is expected to announce uh, that they will deploy additional troops, maybe 8,500 officials said. Amazing. CNN President uh, Jeff Zucker announced Wednesday he's resigning from the executive position, writing in a memo that he failed to disclose to the company a consensual relationship with another senior executive at the cable news network. Apparently knew about it, but so there's something else behind this. But uh, when news broke of CNN's President Jeff Zucker's resignation, former President Donald Trump reacted to Wednesday's announcement in a typical fiery fashion. He called the resigning CNN boss a world-class sleazebag and slammed the cable news network for having lost its way with viewers and everybody else. Jeff Zucker is a world-class sleazebag who's headed the ratings and real news challenge CNN for a far too long, but been terminated for numerous reasons, but predominantly because CNN has lost its way with viewers and everybody else, Trump wrote. Zucker's gone. Congratulations to all, said the 45th president of the United States. Zucker revealed he exited the executive position in a memo to colleagues, admitting he failed to disclose a consensual relationship with another senior executive of the company. The relationship reportedly came up during the network's investigation into former CNN anchor Chris Cuomo, Cuomo, who was fired after he meddled in his brother's political affairs amid sexual misconduct. Zucker's departure leaves CNN in further uncertainty as its parent company, Warner Media, is expected to be acquired later in the year by Discovery uh, Incorporated in one of the nation's largest media mergers, that according to the New York Times. The embattled left-wing outlet has been embroiled in shocking scandals involving pedophile producers and sexual harassment allegations. CNN's ratings have plummeted in recent months with viewership tanking. Increasingly, it's looking like the only employee at CNN who's able to keep his hams to himself is Jeffrey Tubin. <laughs> Makes me laugh. Well, special counsel John Durham is not yet finished with his investigation into the Obamagate scandal. A new report says his efforts have been expanded. This is so interesting. According to recent court filings, Durham uh, has gained access to a significant amount of FBI internal affairs files in his effort to uncover the Obama administration's maneuvers to promote bogus allegations against Donald Trump during the 2016 presidential election. Team Obama's disingenuous investigation of the anti-Trump allegations called Crossfire Hurricane relied on the discredited Christopher Steele dossier, which was paid for by party activists. The Washington Times reports that three times in his 19-page submission, Mr. Durham tells the judge that his team is conducting an active, ongoing criminal investigation not limited to the defendant, former Hillary Clinton campaign legal advisor Michael Sussman. Durham, who was appointed a special counsel in December 2020, in order to protect the investigation, 
which began when he was attorney, a U.S. attorney, from being squashed by the Biden administration, Joe Biden promptly fired all Trump-appointed U.S. attorneys in his first weeks in office. This is obviously not good for Joe, news for Joe Biden, who has been implicated in the scandal. During his confirmation hearings, U.S. Attorney Merrick Garland refused to commit to protecting the Durham investigation. Durham reportedly has access to over 130,000 pages of new material with 492,000 pages more expected. It's a lot harder for a president to fire a special counsel than a U.S. attorney. It'll be interesting to see if Biden and Garland attempt to obstruct the investigation going forward. They're already calling for, in Congress, calling for a special prosecutor to look into the whole uh, China-Biden family affair, which is brought to light by a new book that's come out. So interesting. Stay tuned. Interesting things are developing. This is a big story. Well, Senator Ben Ray Lujan, who's a Democrat from New Mexico, is expected to make a full recovery after surgery to leave pre- relieve pressure on his brain following a stroke. But an uncertain timetable for his Senate return is Democrats effectively ceding the majority to Republicans on a temporary basis. This could mean further setbacks for a Biden administration agenda already stymied by Dems' razor-thin majority and of opposition to key legislation by players in his own party. Mathematics makes the lawmaker's absence a significant complication for the party. A leave by Lujan, who's 49 years of age, by the way, results in Democrats having 49 votes, Dems 47, and two independents who caucus with them, versus 50 Republicans. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer doesn't have a working majority with Lu- without Lujan, according to a Punchbowl News analysis. So Schumer will have to steer an even more careful path than he has for the 50-50 Senate, if that's possible. He'll only push forward on nominations or bills with clear bipartisan support. This would still allow an omnibus spending bill or deal or a Russian sanction package, but Minority Leader Mitch McConnell's virtual veto on legislation now extends to the executive calendar as well. The Senate agenda is already being put on hold in committees, and President Joe Biden's eventually successor for the Supreme Court Justice Stephen Breyer will become more complicated should Lujan's absence be extended for months. The president has pledged to nominate a black female for a seat, and Democrats are aiming to fast-track a liberal to keep uh, from losing any more ground on the bench already skewed six to three towards conservative justices. The Senate uh, Commerce Committee has postponed votes uh, on Wednesday for nominees for the Federal Trade Commission. So you can see the uh, calendars are getting all gummed up because of Lujan's absence. He's recovering from decompressive surgery on his cerebrum at the University of New Mexico Hospital in Albuquerque. He's currently being cared for at the University of New Mexico Hospital, resting comfortably and expected to take, make a full recovery, said Lehan's chief of staff, Carlos uh, Sanchez. I wonder, uh, Lujan was fully vaccinated and encouraging all New Mexicans to get their jabs. I wonder if the stroke, which is common, uh, more common than should be common, uh, for people to suffer these types of uh, blood clots and so forth as a result of the uh, jab. Just wondering, not making the accusation, just wondering if perhaps the stroke was brought on by the coronavirus uh, vaccine. Well, Democrat West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin told reporters Tuesday that President Joe Biden's Build Back Better bill is dead. 
When asked about the status and renewed negotiations, he preceded his remark by saying, there is no Build Back Better bill adding, I don't know what you're talking about. The centrist Democrat came out against the bill in December 2020, criticizing its size and scope amid decades high inflation. His lack of support effectively killed any chance the bill has of passing or even divided the Senate, given uh, Republicans' unanimous op- opposition. And finally, in this segment, Facebook. Facebook, its stock crashed 21% after hours after the uh, far-left social media platform lost 1 million U.S. and Canadian users. 1 million uh, users gone. This is the great news for freedom lovers everywhere. The stock is in free fall. Great to see consequences for censorship of free speech. This segment of the show brought to you by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning, Naples' longest established air conditioning company. hope you'll visit johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. Coming up, Keith Law, co-founder of the Florida Citizens Alliance. That and more right here in the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Here on the Bob Hartman Broadcasting Network. I'm Bob Harden, the host of the Bob Harden Show. One of my favorites for breakfast or lunch is Lulabee's Diner, providing great service, fabulous food, and a rockin' good time. Lulabee's Diner is a throwback to the 60s, complete with great music and a fabulous 60s decor. What I like best is a blend of great food, great value, and terrific service. Most of the friendly waitstaff has been part of Lulabee's for years. I enjoy the great choices for breakfast and lunch, and you'll find the menu has everything and anything to satisfy your taste. Lulabee's offers catering, party platters, lunch boxes, and more. Lulabee's Diner will quickly become one of your favorites for breakfast or lunch. No reservations are needed. Check out the website at lulabees.com and stop by Lulabee's Diner, open from 8 a.m. until 2 p.m. seven days a week. Lulabee's Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center at the corner of Immokalee and Airport Pulling Roads. Stop by Lulabee's Diner for fabulous food and for a forever cool rockin' good time. Higher Senior Resources at the Golden Gate Senior Center goes a long way towards keeping seniors connected in the community and with each other. Serving all of Collier County, the Senior Center provides comprehensive information regarding resources and services that affect the quality of life of older adults and their caregivers, empowering seniors to maintain independent and meaningful lives. Programs are offered free of charge in a safe, welcoming space and focus on fellowship, enrichment and wellness, continuing education and meeting basic needs through offerings such as daily hot lunch, health screenings, and counseling services. So whether you're looking for referrals to services or a vibrant place to make friends, enjoy community support, or learn something new, Collier Senior Resources at the Golden Gate Senior Center is your Collier Senior Center. To learn more about programs and services, please visit CollierSeniorResources.org. That's CollierSeniorResources.org. Or call the Senior Center directly at 239 252-4534. That's 252-3534. Welcome back to the Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, 
Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Gulf Shore Playhouse, building a 44,000-square-foot performing arts center in downtown Naples. It's going to be absolutely beautiful. You know, I'm also providing and bringing you professional New York-style theater at its very best, and you can get tickets now by visiting the website gulfshoreplayhouse.org. Coming up, we're going to be visiting with Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Right now we have with us Keith Flaw. Keith is the co-founder of the Florida Citizens Alliance. Keith, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, good morning, Bob. Good morning, Keith. Tell us about the Florida Citizens Alliance. Well, we're a, a coalition of uh, well over 100 groups across the state now, um, 110,000-plus people in our active support uh, database. Uh, we focus on K-12 through education. Uh, to For us, that means uh, strongly promoting education and parental school choice options, uh, stopping the pornography and the indoctrination of our kids. Uh, so very active in those areas, Bob. And doing great work. GoFLCA.com is the website. And just got me tremendous traction with uh, the folks in Tallahassee, the governor, the commissioner of education, doing great work. Uh, GoFLCA.com. So I know you're on your way back, I believe, from uh, the, the legislative session up there. Any update? Yeah, there's some good things going on and some uh, frustrating things. Um, yesterday, uh, and we put out three action alerts uh, starting last Friday through yes, uh, through yesterday. Um, the fetal and uh, infant mortality reduction uh, bill uh, just passed the Senate. It's uh, um, first major hurdle in the Senate uh, yesterday on party lines. Uh, there were lots of people there uh, on both sides. Um, but that bill is moving forward in the House. The bill has already passed two of its three committees. And it uh, very much seems to be on a fast track. It, it, it basically would prohibit um, abortions after a um, month, um, after, after the 15th week. Mm -hmm. um, so that's, uh, that bill is moving. Uh, we've been supportive of that. Um, the, um, uh, a couple of other things that are going on. Uh, we just put out an action alert on a parental rights bill. The bill number for those who follow numbers is uh, Senate Bill 1834. It's, an, uh, it's a, a bill by Senator Baxley, and it's parental rights and education. And uh, some of your listeners may be aware of an example, uh, and this is happening across the state, but uh, up in Clay County uh, last week, a young 12-year-old tried to hang herself hmm. twice uh, because the school had been encouraging her gender dysphoria um, and hiding it from the parents hmm. and um, and so this bill would 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 stop that that's even going on in Collier County we have to my knowledge we haven't had an incident as severe as that but we've had confirmation from the Collier County um, uh, administration that if a student uh, identifies in, in the, their other than biological sex the school district will hide that from the parents. Hmm. Um, that's just absolutely unacceptable. So uh, that bill is stuck in the, it's moving in the house, but it seems to be stuck in Senator Gruder's uh, education committee. And we put out an action alert urging him to hear the bill. Um, so uh, I hope your listeners are willing to get on our website, subscribe. There's no charge, but you will, you can weigh in on these action alerts. We make it very easy for you. Uh, to weigh in, all you have to do is put your name 
and uh, address in, and then you can tell the legislator what you want them to do on any of these bills that were either supporting or opposing. Yeah, goflca.com, again, is the website. Doesn't the, uh, we already have a parental rights bill that was passed last year. Doesn't that cover that kind of thing? Well, uh, it doesn't go as, uh, this, uh, that was a major step forward, but this bill does not, um, uh, uh, the bill that was passed into law uh, does not specifically address this. The other thing that uh, Vaxley's bill does is it gives parents a legal right of action um, it makes it very clear. So mm. it's it's a it's an add-on to what was done uh, last session. You know, these are always I hate to say this, but the progress and the incrementalism is something that drives me nuts. But um, you know, sometimes that's the only way to get things done. Absolutely. So this is an add-on to what happened last year. Well, well done. Good. Hope passes. So uh, hey, you've got a couple of events coming up: uh, one in February and one in March. Yeah, we have two big events. Uh, the, the first one is uh, at Silver Spot Theater on uh, February 10th. It starts at 5.30. Our uh, guest speaker is uh, Sheriff Richard Mack. Uh, he's uh, head of the, of the uh, uh, it's called CSPOA, County Sheriffs and Police Officers Association. Some of your listeners may remember the name Sheriff Mack. He was one of the principals back in the mid-90s uh, as a sheriff out in Arizona. He stood up against uh, the uh, the administration at the time um, uh, fighting against the Brady Bill. Right. Took it all the way to the Supreme Court and won the case. Uh, so he's, um, he's now traveling the country with an organization to train police officers and sheriffs to be constitutional sheriffs. He's a really great guy, and uh, we'd love to have people uh, come to that event. It's at the Silver Spot Theater at 5.30 on uh, Thursday, the 10th of February, and it's just a $15 fee. So you can sign up, uh, go to our website and sign up there. GoFLCA.com. Again, a big event coming up in March. Yeah, that's, that's our major annual gala. Uh, we've got some exciting news there. Uh, for those who've been following along, and your listeners may have heard about this, the the the, uh, uh, the speakers are uh, Dennis Prager and Charlie Kirk. Um, the exciting news is just last week, uh, uh, General Flynn uh, has agreed to attend. Wow! And, uh, and and he's an amazing fellow. I've heard him. Uh, I've had excellent conversations with him over twice over the last month or so, and he's. Uh, He's a straight shooter, tells it like it is, and uh, we're excited to have him attending. So we've uh, we've got a capacity of about 450 people. We're setting at about 350. Um, so uh, my expectation now with the announcement that Flynn's coming is that, uh, you know, those tickets will fill up fast. As we get to about February 24th, um, we're we're planning to take the uh, early bird price up to a, a regular price. So uh, if you're at all interested in this event, uh, we urge you to buy your tickets now before the price goes up. All right. And, and again, funding, just a really important. Keith doesn't draw a salary. Neither does uh, Pastor Rick Stevens, the co-founder. Uh, it's uh, all, The money is going to really help the legislation and move things forward. So uh, I just encourage you to uh, not only see a great organization, see a great uh, event, but also... Uh, support the Florida Citizens Alliance. Go FLCA 
make a contribution, get tickets to uh, February 10th, as well as what's happening in March as well. Keith, always appreciate your commentary here on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. You're very welcome, Bob. Have a great weekend. You as well. Thank you. All right, coming up, we're going to visit with Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. That and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Provence Restaurant is a favorite dining destination for many Neapolitans, including Linda and myself. Blue Provence, located in a historic building in the heart of Old Naples at Creighton Cove, offers a mix of French bistro cooking with bold, fresh Floridian flavors. Experience award-winning cuisine at Blue Provence and enjoy one of Florida's most extensive, eclectic, and fun wine cellars. Dining your choice of the popular Eden Bar, the intimate Courtyard Garden, or the beautiful Provencal Caribbean Dining Room. Enjoy a wonderful and memorable evening in a casual and relaxed atmosphere that includes a taste of Provencal hospitality. Blue Provence is open seven days a week, all year round. Visit blueprovencenaples.com for reservations, everyday specials, and coming events. That's blueprovencenaples.com or call 261-8239. That's 261-8239. Blue Provence French Restaurant in the heart of Old Naples. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host... Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Choice Social. Choice Social is a new, refreshing social networking platform. And you can find out more and download the app for, at the uh, choicesocial.us website. Choicesocial.us. Coming up, we're going to be visiting with uh, Dr. George Markovich. Right now, we have with us Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Seton, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Seton. Tell us about Less Government. Uh, we exist to reduce the size, scope, and sphere of influence of government, and big business does not. <laughs> yeah, it's a big job. Hey, you wrote such an interesting column, uh, The Anti-Science Absurdity of U.S. Uh, Unilateral Carbon Dioxide Disarmament. I, this is so right on. Maybe you could tell our listeners about it. Well, I've, I've known these numbers for a long time, and I, I don't think I've ever written them down. Um Hold on, I'm sorry. The my cell phone just started spurting Steve NBC at me again, even though I hit pause. Um, the you know we're we're looking to you know capture carbon and you know eliminate carbon-based uh, energy sources and all that. And 
because it's warming the planet. It's, it's being trapped in the atmosphere and warming the planet. Well, you have to look at the percentages of the atmosphere that carbon dioxide uh, represents, one, yep. and then the percentage of that carbon dioxide that is man-made. Because, of course, that's what we're worried about is the man-made carbon. Well, the percentage of the atmosphere uh, that is total carbon dioxide, man-made and elsewhere, is 0.03%. Excuse me. 0.003%. Two zeros and a three. It's a trace element in the atmosphere. of 1%. Yep. Then the man-made portion is is like, I think, six zeros, point. Six zeros and a nine. Yeah. So if we quintupled man-made carbon dioxide output, it would go to eight zeros, four five, Mm -hmm. which is so small it wouldn't even move the point zero zero three. See, this whole thing is so absurd. Entirely, this is tens of trillions of dollars wasted. This is billions of lives decimated and or severely denigrated in the name of not using carbon based on when when this is the reality of what carbon looks like carbon dioxide looks like in the atmosphere right and so it's insane it's completely stupid it's anti-science it's anti-reality and there's there's no reason for it whatsoever. I mean, and by, oh, by the way, and we've discussed this before, God set up this incredibly symbiotic relationship. We ex- inhale oxygen and exhale carbon dioxide, the animals. Right. The plants inhale carbon dioxide and exhale oxygen. It's a perfect symbiotic relationship. It's amazing. In fact, I, that see, that. I could actually yeah. actually make a case for we should be penalized for not creating more carbon dioxide. Not, uh, you know, they always they always complain about the <laughs> rainforest going away and the swamps going away. Here's a thought: give them more carbon dioxide. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Um, so anyway, I, I make this point to, to point out that we, you know. Most of these international organizations, the, the International Panel on Climate Change, the, the, the UN, United Nations, the WTO, World Trade Organization, all these organizations exist from other countries to gang up and beat up on the U.S. The, the, the saving grace, for the most part, has been we've never had an administration that joined in with them mm-hmm. in beating up the U.S., and Biden is now doing that. Yeah. Uh, uh, he's, he's cutting us off. Of, of domestic uh, energy production in the name of this nonsense, in the name of this anti-science garbage. And so, um, you know, and one of the things he's trying to do is impose a carbon tax on us, on American companies. And I would argue that the opposite should happen. Since we're the only ones cutting our own throats, you know, these other countries are making – they keep making climate pledges that they never, ever come close to meeting because at the end of the day, their their economic well-being, they they weigh higher than this nonsense. Right. Um, so what we should do is carbon tax everybody else at the border. If they send us stuff, we tax it. Um, and one of the things that does, of course, is protect our domestic manufacturers, our domestic producers, farmers. You know, it's very hard to farm – you know, and grow our food and, and and ranch our cattle with solar-powered tractors. And, you know, I mean, it's just, right. it's absurd. So it gets very, very expensive. 
and you're making it harder and harder to make anything here if Russia and China and India are going to continue to have coal plants and continue to uh, burn petroleum, and and which is a, which is basically a cheap subsidy. Well, look, see, here, here's, the, here's the deal. We now have the science to get the particulates, the dirt out of the air. So we can uh, – coal can be burned cleanly and provide and create carbon dioxide for the, for the uh, society. What, what happens in China, of course, is they're not cleaning the particulates out of the air. That's why they have all right. the smog over and there. That's another thing we're doing, as you said, because as we shift – as we move more jobs out of this country into other countries with these stupid policies – Right. The world gets less clean because they're not as as we are. Absolutely, Seton. It's just it's just amazing stuff. I'll tell you. I, I just encourage our listeners to visit the website uh, lessgovernment.org. Lessgovernment.org again is the website. You can also visit Less Government on Facebook. Seton, and real quick, if you go to lessgovernment.org, you can sign up for the newsletter. You'll get an email every time we write. And unlike big tech, we don't lease your data. <laughs> That's exactly right, which I get the newsletter, by the way, and I appreciate Thank you so much for joining us, Eaton. Thank you, sir, very much. My pleasure, indeed. All right, coming up, we're going to visit with Dr. George Markovich. Dr. Markovich is my orthopedic surgeon. He replaced both of my knees in uh, 2006, and I'm so grateful for it. He really improved the quality of my life. So we'll get a view uh, from Dr. Markovich of what's happening in healthcare. That and more right here in the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harton Show here on the Bob Harton Broadcasting Network. Do you suffer from joint pain in your shoulders, hips, or knees? I was suffering from debilitating pain in my knees. On a referral, I saw Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine. He successfully treated my symptoms and pain for several months. Finally, having exhausted all alternatives for pain management, Dr. Markovich and I agreed that surgery was my best alternative. Dr. Markovich replaced both of my knees in 2006, and I now have full range of motion in both knees, and I have no pain. I now play golf and exercise free of debilitating pain in my knees. Don't suffer needlessly with joint pain. Call orthopedic surgeon Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine at 482-5399. That's 482-5399. He did a great job for me, and he'll help you too. School Choice is a growing movement, one that is already lifting thousands of kids across America and is now supported by three out of four voters. The Optima Foundation, a 501c3 nonprofit, was founded to support the establishment and expansion of superior schools of choice. Optima's goal is the successful launch of Hillsdale College, classical academies, and other schools of excellence serving kindergarten through 12th grade. The mission is to train the minds and improve the hearts of young people through content-rich classical education in the liberal arts and sciences with instruction in the principles of moral character and civic virtue. A terrific product of the process, Naples Classical Academy opened this fall in a classical virtual school. Optima Classical Academy will open in 2022. Find out more by visiting OptimaEd.org. Help children in Florida optimize their education opportunities. Visit www.OptimaEd.org.
back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. We're providing you news and commentary rooted in a commitment to individual liberty, personal responsibility, limited government, and the rule of law. Coming up, we're going to visit with the former mayor of Naples, Bill Barnett. Right now we have with us Dr. George Markovich. He's my orthopedic surgeon. As I mentioned before the break, he replaced both of my knees in 2006, and I'm so grateful for it. Dr. Markovich, thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure, Bob. Good morning. Good morning, Dr. Markovich. So I, I wanted to uh, just check in with you on, uh, I know that Lee County Memorial Hospital, NCH uh, Hospital, closed down for Omicron and uh, stopped all, of, I guess it was uh, elective procedures. So I just want to check in with you and see how it's affecting your practice. Sure. Uh, so hospitals are reacting to things much like, you know, any corporation. And uh, sometimes these protocols are rooted in reasonableness, and sometimes they're not. Yep. Uh, but we go along. You know, I've always thought of the hospital as just a box for the surgeon to borrow and, and lease and use to offer the best care that they can for their patients or any doctor, that is, who's not employed. Um, that being said, uh, the understanding I had was <clears throat> that if patients went home right away from the recovery room, uh, then I can continue doing my thing. And fortunately for what I do, joint replacements and reconstructions, that's often the case. Hospitals are for sick people. Our patients have usually isolated problems that we address effectively. We get their pain under control. We send them home. It's better for them. They sleep in their own bed. They're comfortable in their surroundings. And the recovery process goes uh, according to the best way that we can to optimize outcomes. There were uh, <clears throat> discussions and communications with me that said that if the patient stayed over 90 minutes in the recovery room, then uh, that case should be delayed or postponed or whatever you want to call it. Now, that's a very difficult thing to predict, yeah. 90 minutes, you know, when do you start the stopwatch? Who, you know, who does this affect? Who doesn't? So, you know, I will tell you this, Bob, in terms of all the stuff that we've been reacting to with Omicron and COVID and all this other stuff, we're coming to some conclusions now that weren't so self-evident uh, in the last couple of years, but they should have been. Mm -hmm. They should have been. I, I liken it to being on your computer, seeing all the spam that comes in, seeing all this, you know, uh, uh, marketing or even more nefarious things that people call you and tell you things and things like that. Ordinarily, rational thought would just be ignore it, delete it, get rid of it. It doesn't matter. Stay in your lane. Focus on the things that make sense. Well, it's almost as if for the last couple of years, for whatever reason, all this stuff not only took root, but became the dominant way to think mm -hmm. for the policymakers. And now we're learning that a lot of things that were assumed or discussed or implemented did not make sense. It's so true. I mean, they've now come out with this major study that suggests that the lockdowns provide absolutely no value in terms of preventing deaths from the virus and actually contribute to unintended consequences. And, of course, the president of the United States, Donald Trump, at the time referred to drug addiction, alcoholism, and family violence and a number of things. So, 
And and now <laughs> what's happening in Canada is so interesting that truckers driving across the country to Ottawa in order to protest the uh, vaccine mandates and the farmers are jumping in with them. It's just amazing. Well, I think a lot of people should look at things critically now. You, you learn from things. You know, yeah. when, when somebody says, I am science and nobody can refute what I say, you think that that person is nuts, and they are. <laughs> and so <clears throat> science, when I go to meetings, I want to be challenged. I want to have people bring alternate points of views because you never learn anything from talking to people that agree with you. Right. So if that's the narrative, then <clears throat> – uh, there's a problem, and that problem existed from the beginning. And so I agree with you. Lockdowns never made any sense. Uh, you have to look at the risk-reward ratio when you do anything. You know, you came from an investment background. You knew that certain things didn't make any sense, and, uh, you know, the wolf of Wall Street would eat your lunch. Right. Uh, so I think now uh, – is a unique opportunity uh, where we can examine how all this came to be, uh, how we can move forward as a society to maintain and secure our way of life. There are forces out there uh, that are trying to challenge that. And you brought up the hospital. I have a very good symbiotic relationship with my hospital. Uh, I have worked with several hospital systems. It's not always rosy. It's not always you agree on everything. Mm -hmm. But you can agree to disagree and move forward to provide the best care for your patients, which is your charge. It's the most important thing. When somebody entrusts you to do their best for them, you put that on top of the heap. Right. Well, and it's and it's so true. And quite frankly, I'll be honest with you. I mean, uh, this whole this whole process is with uh, having no ability to disagree or no ability to question has led me to uh, start to question healthcare, generally public healthcare, and even question uh, the care that you can get in hospitals if you have the, an illness like Omicron or or the vaccine or the virus. We missed an opportunity. For when this came about, I mean, I deal with infectious disease every minute of every day, whether it's bacterial infection or viral infections. These are basic principles that you need to understand that you grow to accept certain realities and do the best you can. And we had an opportunity to learn from a respiratory virus and say, look, it's novel. <clears throat> it, it, it's going to challenge people's immune systems. Who's going to be challenged the most? The old and the infirm. Mm -hmm. And that's biology. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, lions don't go after uh, the alpha male in a group <laughs> as often as they do a, 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 a weak, uh, you know, a wildebeest or whatever, right. you know. And so I think that uh, – the opportunity that we can get healthier, that we can, you know, practice basic uh, public health uh, principles was wasted uh, by trying to look for magic bullets with vaccines and boosters and all this other kind of stuff. And, it, and people should have known better. And I think they did. I think a lot of people did. They just used it as an opportunity. And, uh, you know, I, I love what you say and what you represent in terms of limited government and uh, rugged individualism. And, and the, the issue is people are, are, are uh, 
you know, scared of that if they want to control that. And that's what's, I think, happened to some extent. And now, as you mentioned, the truckers and other people are starting to take notice a little bit more and saying, you know what, let's get back to things that make sense and move forward. Yeah. Let me tell you one thing that doesn't make sense. And uh, again, it's a sensitive issue. But uh, now they're developing a vaccine for kids between the ages of six months and five years, something like that. I guess my point is, it, with it, why would you give a vaccine to a child that has virtually no chance of dying from the vac- from the virus in the first place? Well, I think it represents submission and mm-hmm. control. Uh, you're absolutely right. There's no scientific reason to do that, uh, and just because you can do that doesn't mean that you should do that. Right. I don't think it makes any sense. Um, And hopefully uh, the people that counsel kids a little bit older and say, you know what, gender fluidity and and look at other things and do this and realize that that might not be the best for them. You know, you mentioned some statistics. There's a school, I think, in Baltimore that that, you know, basically just came out with some test scores that were so, so abhorrent. I have to mention it to you. the kids in, in high school and graduating uh, can't read even at an elementary level right. uh, a significant percentage. This uh, learning from home thing, uh, if you're a, a motivated person, you could probably make it work. <clears throat> Often than not, kids in that age did not make it work. We have a society that is becoming more ignorant and more pliable to the whims of the elites. And the only way you can combat that is realize that knowledge is power, and you got to work on improving your knowledge base. Absolutely. Again, Dr. George Markovich, my orthopedic surgeon, I would say he's the best there is. And if you, if you have problems with your joints, pain, or anything like that, you shouldn't live with pain. And uh, Dr. Markovich can help, and he'll t- take you in a process that is, uh, you know, really meets your needs. I just really encourage you to. Uh, to give him a call, 482-5399 is the, is the phone number. Dr. Markovich at uh, 482-5399. Doctor, thank you so much for joining us here in the show. My pleasure, Bob. Quality of life is the most important thing that we have. Absolutely. Thank you, doctor. All right, coming up, we're going to visit with uh, Dr. Uh, excuse me, Bill Barnett. Bill Barnett is our former mayor of Naples. We're going to hear about the elections just happened on Tuesday. That and more right here in the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. you have questions about your retirement, Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. 
Did you know St. Matthew's House operates the only emergency homeless shelters in Collier County? St. Matthew's House provided more than 500,000 hot meals to those in need last year, and since 2010, 527 men and women have graduated from the St. Matthew's House Justin's Place Addiction Recovery Program. For over 30 years, St. Matthew's House has provided innovative solutions to fight homelessness, hunger, substance abuse, and poverty in Southwest Florida. And you can help St. Matthew's House in this life-transforming work by patronizing the St. Matthew's House Thrift Stores, Cafe M25, Car Wash and Detailing Center, and award-winning catering operations. For more information, visit stmatthewshouse.org. That's stmatthewshouse.org. St. Matthew's House is a 501c3 not-for-profit organization and does not solicit government funding. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the Foundation for Government Accountability. I proudly serve on the board and doing great things. For example, policies and programs to get able-bodied folks off of welfare and back to work. It's a moral imperative, and you can find out more by visiting the website, thefga.org. We have with us the former mayor of Naples, Bill Barnett. Bill, thank you so much for joining us. (laughs) Bob, it's a pleasure. Thank you, Uh, <laughs> Always look forward to uh, talking with you on a Thursday morning. That way, I know what the day is. Uh, absolutely, and you know, I've been looking forward to our conversation because we had the elections uh, this past Tuesday. Petrunov, I'm probably mispronouncing her name, but Petrunov. 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 Yeah, Petrunov yeah, was uh, was the I guess the biggest uh, vote getter, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Chrisman and Hutchinson, I guess, were uh, re-voted in. I just want to get your thoughts. Yeah, well, I, I was, you know, uh, surprised. Uh, nothing shocks us anymore. Yeah. Uh, because even right before the election, we were trying to figure out. Uh, we we really uh, we really just wanted to know if. Uh, I mean, the big thing for us was trying to get Ian Rudnick in. Right. And he finished last, or fifth, if you want to put it that way. Um, and uh, you know they. They did the same thing that they did uh, the last election. Um, the the voting turnout was not great. Um, and um, uh, did you look at the voting numbers? I did. I, I saw that actually yeah. the, the voting numbers uh, up to, uh, I guess, now 40 percent of uh, qualified yeah. voters actually voted, which is really up from last time. Right. Yeah, it was definitely, definitely up from last time, but still uh uh, not, you know, not what it, what it really should be when you have sixteen thousand registered voters in in the city of Naples. Right, um, right. It's still a pretty pretty poor showing, you know. Um, my my response to um, to uh, and I guess I can speak for for Chris uh, uh, is is uh, pretty much discussed. Um, yeah, it's just they. You know, she said it best of all, Bob. They don't care. Yeah. Period. Yeah. They don't care. Um, and once you can get that through your head, you probably can get on with life. Um, uh, I don't know what's going to uh, transpire now down there because they've got a, um, um, uh, a, a majority uh, for obviously whatever they want to do. And uh, 
what what did you say? Women voted. Oh yeah, yeah. Chris had said, and I think she's right that women voted for for uh, Petronoff um, because they probably wanted a woman up there. Yeah. Uh, I guess you could consider Heitman that, but you know. Um, uh, well, you know, they, Bill. Bill, when you say that, it just makes me think of what's happened in New York City. The, the, the Bill De Blasio, now this new mayor, is looking pretty weak himself. I mean, here right. we got millions of people, and just to your point. No, they can't possibly care to be making the decisions they're making, not only on who get, gets elected, but who's even nominated for the job. Right, right. I mean, um, I, I read the, the New York, we get the New York Post every day or when I remember to buy it. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, it's just full of it. You can you can just read that from one cover to the next in, in New York. But I, um, I just, um, I was very disappointed, um, especially... Um, you know, with with I guess with Ian being a former police officer with an outstanding record in the city, and you would think you would want someone like that um, on council. Um, and uh, but he said he'll be back in two years, no doubt about it. Now that he's got name recognition, he's not he's not giving up the ship. Well, uh, you know, another piece of this thing though is you just take a look. He he came in fifth, came in last in, in the votes, but he was only a couple of hundred votes off of the lead. So in other right. words, if people need to understand, hey, your vote really counts in these local elections. Vote, you know, get out and express your point of view. He could have actually had some people, had there been a better show, uh, showing, yeah. he could yeah. have won. Yeah, he, he, he definitely could have. But um, I think the, uh, the, the um, vitriolic uh, uh, messages that were sent um, by the uh, – uh, emails, you know, um, uh, tweets, uh, uh, misinformation was the biggest. There were a couple that came out the last couple of days. One of them, one of them um, was blaming me, the the old mayor, for having two jobs and whatever when they were talking about sorry and why I was in it in the first place. Who knows? And one idiot said that I funded uh, Ian's whole campaign and that I was involved in emails and uh, uh, things that were bouncing back and forth through Europe and whatever it is. And uh, um, I'd mention this guy's name, but I'd probably get sued. So um, someday we'll throw it out there. But um, I just absolutely uh, the most absurd stuff. And the, the the sad part is, Bob, people believe the stuff that they they hear, not necessarily about me. I wasn't not involved. But I mean, with everything else, they yeah. just bad mouth and they made they made Beth Petronoff uh, uh, a superhero. She'll, she'll do this and she's done that and whatever. She hasn't done beans for this community. Huh. I mean, nothing, not a thing. Now, you know, um, what happened to the days when you and I would talk about an election and you'd say, oh, this person was was great. Look what they've done in this community. They served on this board and that board in the chamber and they've whatever. And you knew the name, mm -hmm. you know, today it's nothing. And with Hutchison, it's I did this. I did that. I'll watch out for your voice. And I'll, you know, I mean, it's just it's rhetoric. It's mm -hmm. um, and, and so, you know, I, I it'll be interesting to see. Uh, what they do up there. I'll tell you one thing for the for off today is that you watch them bring up the sanctuary city again, regardless of your opinions on it. All right. We're not talking what we like, what we don't like. Um, it, it doesn't have a place in, in, in city government, but um, 
they'll, they'll, she'll bring it up again. I guarantee you. Hmm. Yeah. Because uh, because now she thinks she has the vote. So um, there'll be a lot of interesting things. We got to get a city manager. That's that's still number one on the priority list. Um, the beach club. I have a funny feeling now that with Petronoff on, she'll do whatever she can with the rest of the with the rest of them to uh, to make it as difficult as possible. Really. To um, get this done. Yeah. Huh. That's that's disappointing. I mean, I just in fact, I actually heard that there's some a couple of sales of units over there at the beach club. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They've got reservations uh, uh, on quite a few of them, which is great. I mean, they're moving ahead slowly and one thing at a time. Um, council tries to to slow the process down, but they're they are moving along. I mean, she was one that lived on South Gulf Drive or 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 own property there and whatever, and was I guess upset because of the pickleball court uh, was too near the house and they moved it or whatever. But you know, I mean, come on, yeah. million 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 dollar projects uh and we're going to worry about something like that but anyway so it, it should be it should be interesting um to follow from a distance i mentioned that yeah <laughs> well yeah it, 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 the other thing that's happening well I, I i'll say this it's just so disappointing to see a very top quality developer and a, a manager coming in and wanting to take over the property and, and really create a jewel in the crown right here in uh, on the Paradise Coast and have people being obstreperous and difficult and try and prevent something good from happening like that. It just doesn't make any sense. No, especially with, with this guy Myers who's uh, got all the lawsuits. Um, every time they say something wrong that he doesn't like, I'm filing a billion-dollar lawsuit against all of you today. He said that last week uh, oh my God. on the thing. And I'm filing, and I'll, I'm not answering your question. I'm just going to go file another lawsuit. It's like, um, you know, they're, they're – um, they're uh what do you call them bob when they uh they should be thrown out for um obstructionist yeah, yeah 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 that's too uh, bad well bill yeah. i must say that in spite of all the things like that and in fact we have a beautiful community and hopefully uh we'll survive the next three years the next couple of years i guess the next two. vote for, next uh, vote is two years from now yep and uh uh, we're gonna we're gonna be working on that starting relatively soon instead of uh, getting sandbagged at the end, you know, with these people that come in. So, um, stay tuned. We will uh, we'll keep in touch for sure All on right. Thursday mornings. Yeah, Bill. Thank <laughs> you so much for joining us here on the show. Bob, have a great day. You Bye. as well. Thank you so much, Bill. All right. Well, that's a wrap here on today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. I certainly had fun. We've got great guests lined up for tomorrow. We're gonna have William Yateman. Research fellow at the Cato Institute will be joining us. Esther Lully, who is the executive director of the of the uh, senior center for the uh, senior resource uh, center in uh, Golden Gate, will visit with Nancy Lewis. She is a candidate for District Two Collier County Commissioner. Look forward to that conversation. And Larry Bell, endowed professor at the University of Houston in space architecture, and author of several books. His latest is a co he co-authored with Buzz Aldrin about the space program. She's very interesting as well. Always appreciate your comments on the show. You can send me an email at bobharden at hotmail.com. bobharden at hotmail.com. I hope you make it a great day on the Paradise Coast or wherever you are. Namaste. for listening to the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. 
For more information and audio files of previous shows, visit www.bobharden.com.